You are listening to the Ornation Podcast, the show about Orna, Orns, and 200% Ornate Arisen Rift headdresses. I am Charles, also known as Omnis, and I am here with my man, slash Vito Corleone. What's going on, brother? My apologies. I have a hard time telling you travelers apart. <laughs> salutations, Omnis, and salutations, Wyvernhand. How are you guys going? Uh, spoiler alert, it's our first guest show, and I, <laughs> we're introducing uh, Wyvernhand, longtime Orna legend, basically. Oh Even Odie has come to your personal defense on Reddit. So, <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, legend. Wyvernhand, what's going on, man? Moin, moin. Um, yeah, uh, just happy to be on the show. Well, we wanted to do guest episodes, uh, maybe one to two a month, probably at most. But as kind of the the person, you know, that's um, organized the meetups where we all got to meet, we just felt like you were a really easy fit. And, and you're going to help us with a topic that I don't know shit about. So God bless you. Odie, bless you. <laughs> what, a, what a great way to dip our feet in the pool, too. The wyvern hand pool. Yeah. Does that mean I'm a water boss? Uh, no, you're a maximum ridiculosity, uh, <laughs> fire boss, <laughs> fire king, fire king. All right. Well, we have a lot to talk about, so let's get right into the stuff slash let's do some news. Uh, yeah. Riftfall is over now. It's ended. Uh, so we've finally got, we've got that last week of Beastfall uh, left, uh, farming up hearts. It's a beautiful time. It's a beautiful time. Hearts. Love is in I the have air. like two thousand hearts. Yeah, love is in the air, man. It's February. <laughs> it's in the air. Been, been doing all the been doing all the normal dungeons to farm the rift stuff, and now I have two thousand hearts and almost nothing for furs and horns at the moment. But uh, well, that's what the next week's for. Well, get some nice furs, and maybe you'll start feeling uh, horny. Wait, is this all? <laughs> this pun goes <laughs> deep, man. Odie, you're you're playing forty chess over here. Uh, I don't even know what to think about that. We're going to move on to comments. Um, so from um, Dro, who's responding to the, the question from last week, which was your your favorite custom name that you've given to a piece of your gear. And he said, I name every piece I power up. There's just too many to name. If I had to pick one, though... It would be my Earth Element Mightiest Mimic Head, aptly named Dirty Box. Slash, do you have a Dirty Box? I did. You know what? It's funny that you say that. I do have an Elemental uh, Mimic Head, and I'm pretty certain, as you mentioned it, that it is, in fact, Earthly. So let me check here. Well, I feel like you should name it Dro's Dirty Box. <laughs> it is. <laughs> You know what? That's that might happen. I might name it Dro's Dirty Box because that's too good to pass up. Yeah, uh, Clintodon writes zero zero one a Codex Gin Staff. It, guys, that sounds like something the Borg would name. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying about Clintodon. He's saying uh, so that I can find it when sorting by name. Uh, and thanks to Kerberos eyes, it can freeze, burn, paralyze, rot, stun, blind, and sleep. Wow, that's a that's a that's a mean ass staff, huh? That might be useful for codexing. That's a pro codexing staff right there. I was going to bring <laughs> that up later, but uh... prodexing, prodexing. 
Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, shout out to Ellendon, um, who is my, uh, I feel like my hidden brother of Orna, because I feel like Ellendon and I have taken the same RPG journey. Every time we talk about something, I feel like we were playing the same game at the same time. But he says he named his Arisen Avalon gear after his favorite warrior sets from Velius, Crown and Breastplate of the Myrmidon, plus Warlord's Greaves, and my Avalon crown is called Diadem of Kings from Earthbound. So, big shout out to Ellendon, Rockstar. Big shout out to him. Every time I've met him in Meat Space, that dude just exudes cool. Yep. I would agree with that. He's come, he's come, to, he's come to one of our one of our meetups in Seattle and uh, downright nice guy. I think we're, aren't we also threatening to invade the uh, Arisen Blue Slime meetup? We should do that. I we am totally do down. Or Nation Party Bus. Um, all right. Well, Wyvernan, do you want to shout out one of your uh, custom? Do you have a good custom named item? Is it as cool as 001A Codex Staff? You know, I, I'm, I'm not... I... I actually don't name hardly any of my items and I'm going to probably get smacked around to this, especially like I know a lot of the, a lot of the fashion is to rename them with what their, um, appraise percentage is, And, um, just so that you don't have to go back and I don't do that. I'm just, I just, I just play it as it is. I have some fun pets though. I don't know. Maybe you should so. just rename all your gear 200%. So whenever you screenshot something, <laughs> everyone just assumes it's all 200%. Items. I love that. Everyone will just. <laughs> Yeah, everyone will poop. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think I've named a couple of my um, celestial weapons. I have I have an axe built for speed, and I have an axe built for comfort. <laughs> nice, I love it. Well, let's move on to the official icebreaker of this episode, um, and this is in honor of Wyvern Hand um, because you kind of take uh, you take a leading role, let's say in making sure the Pacific Northwest meetups happen and making sure people feel welcome. So I thought this would be a fun opportunity. What was your first meet space Orna meetup like? And so for, you can use it as a a meetup with an official Orna meetup, or it could be the first time you run into an Orna player in person and listeners, this will be your question for the week. So feel free to respond. However, but we're going to, we're going to put Wyvern hand on the spot first. Wyvern Hand, what was your first Orna meetup like? So I remember it like it was yesterday. It was January of 2020, right? Uh, Orna came out in 2019, right? And so kingdoms weren't in the game. Uh, six months after, you know, the con- you know the 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 kingdoms were introduced into the game, and. I had been talking on Discord with a couple other Pacific Northwest players, and since I was the highest level uh, at the time uh, Pacific Northwest player or Seattle area, Greater Seattle area player, um, I was democratically uh, elected—not really—to um, be the king of a Pacific Northwest kingdom, Volleyball. and I inherited a, a, a wonderful group of former ingress players um i was the only non-ingress player in the group which was a little daunting but they had already all, a lot of them had already already known, known each other and being that ingress is another gps type game um they would also have meetups 
And so we kind of started talking about it and said, hey, why don't we have a meetup? Um, is there any places that you guys like to go to? And one of the pers- one of the members there uh, was a fan of a place called the Fort St. George in the International District. And so that's where we arrived. And we've been literally having them there ever since. I think we've deviated from there a couple of times just to goof off and go other places. But for the most part, all of the meetups have been at the Fort St. George. Shout out to their Doria. We've been, yeah, and we've been, uh, we took a break for COVID for about a year and a half. And then we went right back and started having meetups there again. Legit. So what was the, what was the first one like? Again, um, a lot of people already knew each other. So you were like the odd man out. I was the only one that didn't know people. Oh. So um, it was like, oh, you are all my subjects and I am your king. <laughs> Hello. Nice to meet you. And but, they all um, know each other, but they've never <laughs> met you because you're a celebrity. Got it. This makes perfect sense now. Yeah. So um, and then after that, I mean, it just started rolling. And, and at first it was just my kingdom. And then we slowly started letting uh, dirty Earth Legioners in. And uh, and then a couple of Sparkies, and now it's just a Pacific, general Pacific Northwest meetup. Very cool. And we've had players, we've actually had players come in from even f- parts afar when they're in town visiting. We have on our local Discord, you know, that people can come to the meetups, even if always, they're from out of town. Always ready to adopt. Always ready to adopt. So. And when I when I mentioned that this discussion about starting the podcast happened in a meetup, Odie immediately responded, "I know what meetups you're talking about." <laughs> <laughs> to uh, be honest, I renowned. think we're the only regularly like monthly meetup of like of Orna Ooh. players in the Listeners, world. I hope I hope he's wrong. Tell Challenge. me, I want to hear. I want to hear about any meetup i don't care where it is in the world what's what's your meetup situation like well we're certainly the longest running orna meetup in the world so i'll go with that if I'll he's that wrong about in- that too that would be even better <laughs> bring out your well actuallys <laughs> uh so slash what was your first meet space orna situation like Gosh, so mine was, uh, you remember he said that there was that little gap during the quarantines uh, before we, we started meeting back up, uh, despite the pandemic raging on. Uh, that was that was what I got back with. That was that was my first uh, meetup because I started playing during the pandemic. Um, ah, man. Yeah, what was it like? It was dude, it was cool. We were we were doing our thing. It was it was COVID times, so we were you know we were all masked up, and then we obviously we took them off to eat and drink. Um, so, but hey, we stayed safe. I think that was some of those early ones after the quarantine. It was like mostly just me and Magic NATO, and sometimes you and. Yeah, it was it got real skinny for a while on attendance and then it started kind of swelling back up again. Oh yeah, it's it's beautiful and swollen again. The uh, the most recent picture <laughs> oh, was it was it was amazing. Did you see that burgeoning table? Yeah. I think the biggest crowd I ever had was like 9 or 10. We can beat that. Yeah. I have faith. Or nation so, find the Pacific Northwest meetup. 
and uh, come come help us beat the record. Well, my first one was uh, the the most defining moment besides officially, you know, having COVID encourage me to start the podcast and meet Slash, who is the person I wanted to do it with, uh, was spilling my beer, reaching to pet Slash's dog. <laughs> so I was off to a great start. It was it was a really funny moment. And you got a cute nickname. You're not wrong. All right. Well, uh, we have a bit of additional news um, because we've had people ask, how can they support the show? And I really don't like just having people send me money and felt like the best way to do this was just to launch a Patreon for the show so that we can give back as well to the people who want to support the show. So just going to give you a quick rundown real quick. There's going to be a $1 tier that will give you access to the private um, Ornation podcast Discord. That's just, we we don't really feel the need to compete with Orna Legends or the big Orna Discord. The big stuff is already out there. We're just going to kind of have something for the community, for the podcast. And we wanted something or someone who wanted to support, but maybe not in a not in a situation to do anything drastic people have kids people are going to college all sorts of shit going on in people's lives so an easy dollar tier level and then there's gonna be a five dollar tier level which is every week basically i mean we might miss some but basically every week you're gonna have a bonus 20 minute episode from slash and i um, sometimes it's gonna be deep diving onto a build. Sometimes it'll be do some more casual stuff, but just a little, little extra something for the people who want to do that. And then we're gonna have one more tier that's ten dollars a month for the people who just want to do a little, little something extra. And that one, there's gonna be a private section within the Discord that is gonna be for. There's gonna be a little bit more planning future episodes, and those people that want to support at that tier will have a little bit more input on what ends up on some of the shows. So kind of excited about it. Slash, this is pr- your first adventure into this sort of thing. Yeah, man. Like I, uh, it's what a wild, what a wild thing to say. I have fans. <laughs> <laughs> I am your number one fan though. As long as we can keep that in mind. Oh, I would support you. What about, what about, what about my dog? I think my dog is probably my number one fan. I'm sorry, dude. Oh, okay. Your tail does not wag the same way. <laughs> All right. I, I'll, help okay, I'll be second to your dog. Fine, <laughs> fine. In fairness, um, I bribe him with food, so. <laughs> May we all be the people in life that our dogs think we are. Uh, although, I guess, True. like, I bribe you with beer at this point, huh, Omnis? Yeah, you pretty much. You make me earn it, though. Drunk off God, of those Codex it. challenges. Oh, man. I am so. You guys have no idea what the Codex challenge is going to be like at the end of this episode, and I'm so... <gasps> I'm so you, looking forward to surprising you with the format. You know, people people messaged me and they're like, "Did you actually buy him beer?" <laughs> like, I think they're actually worried, like, that I was going to welch on the bet. But no, man, I I bought him his beers. I bought him his beers. I got I got the beer. Um, but let's go ahead and so first off, just anyone who's listening to that and they're like, "Hey, we are excited to support you. We're we're excited to start the 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 Patreon community." So thanks in advance. Yeah. Thank you guys. Well, let's move on to broken builds and ornate opportunities. And we're going to have Wyvern hand our guest go first. Wyvern, what have you been working on? What's a, what's a goal for a longtime Orna legend like yourself? (laughs) 
Um, I finally broke one of my ascension barriers and Ooh. immediately hit another one. So, um, <laughs> as you that. do, I had uh, an uh, I had an ascension level that was um, greater souls and hardened steel, and then I I broke that one, and then I immediately got another one that was hardened steel. Oh, and no. as soon as I finally finished that one, guess what reared its ugly head again? Bonus hardened steel? No. Back to Greater Souls. Oh. It was a one and two, one, two combo. And uh, that's how so, it works. Yeah, so working on pushing past that. And then, oh. uh, honestly, I've been doing a lot of cleanup lately. I, I'm one of those people that drops 250 to 300 scrolls at a time when i do i don't always drop scrolls but when i do i drop 300 <laughs> and I don't uh, always drop scrolls, now i'm imagining wyvern hand at a meetup like one of those sleazy guys at a strip club that's just like making it rain you like, it. You scroll, scroll, scroll 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 dude we <laughs> just slide down his phone we did that. There was one meetup where, like, I couldn't make it, uh, but I had to catch a bus out of town, uh, like, two blocks away from where we do the meetups. So I just dropped a bunch of raid scrolls on on public. <laughs> and then you get there, and they're like, what? Who left all these? <laughs> I think it's cool that it shows who summoned them. You know, it does now, It's a yeah. little, 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 little thing. And uh, it's wild when you're out and about and you find one that doesn't say that because you know that's a wild, wild spawn. They do exist. They do exist. They do. I think I actually found one. I was wandering the Newport Hills trying to get up to a tower while I didn't have super high vision. And I came across, I forget what raid it was, but it did not have, it did not show who summoned it. I was just like, how long has this thing been here? It's unknowable. I know there's a, if you're a Pacific Northwest hiker, Rattlesnake Ledge, there's a tier four or uh, fourth horseman uh, up there that I, 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 I pummeled a little bit and left for someone to find I've, I've to the best of my knowledge it's never been cleared oh that yeah that'd be, that'd be a cool thing to see how many different people you could get to tag it for just a second like punch yeah. it once and then leave um set a record for the the most interaction on a world raid that'd be kind of cool <laughs> well slash what have you been working on my man Man, I've got a busy, I've got a busy, uh, busy week. This, uh, it's funny that you joked about old Nothran crowns. I just got a famed old Nothran crown, which is my highest quality to date. What, uh, did, what day did you get that? Did because I got a famed one like this week. today. Oh, today. Okay. This I was like, today. did we get famed Nothran crowns for the first time at the same time? Twinsies. Famed friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I got my anguish maxed out. Uh, I am anguish fifty Ooh, now. Congratulations! Oh, thank y'all. Thank you. Uh, it's so it's it's so much better doing goblin forts now. Mm, beautiful. <laughs> uh, I I got myself the town sprites, the uh, the lunar New Year's sprites. So my 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 town looks all party. Uh, oh man, I gotta say this is I I gotta list this under achievements because it comes out best now. But this is not an achievement. Uh, I got knocked down a peg, gentlemen. I got knocked down a peg. Uh, uh, I and I had to fight a Naren in the tournament uh, over in uh, Ornal Legends. And you totally and, put him in his place? And- uh, no, dude. What? <laughs> The uh, the first I will say this the first uh, the first round was uh, it was touch and go it could have gone either way it went to him uh, and then round two he just outplayed me and I 
it was it was nothing. It was nothing, dude. Uh, he says, uh, and I'm quoting here, Celine hands strong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Celine hands strong. <laughs> truth, truth. So you're no longer undefeated, is what you're saying. No longer undefeated. Um, I did to to sort of round this out with a little bit of victory for myself, though. I did manage to farm out the Doff spec. The disciple of finesse spec. Ooh, congratulations! Another, I mean, dude, this has been a crazy week for you. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been busy in Orna. Uh, I think the most beautiful thing about the disciple of finesse spec, other than my goofy realm shifter build that doesn't let anybody else have turns, uh, is that I get a sprite now where I don't have a shirt. You know, because you're a naked swashy boy. <laughs> All right. Well, does that cover everything? I don't want to. I don't want to move on from your cool stuff. Those are those are my victories. Uh, what do you okay. got, Omnis? Uh, man, like a bunch of random shit to mention. Oh dear, here comes. Brace yourself, Wyvern Hand. Brace yourself. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> uh, I was just uh, so I noticed that I got within the top five hundred for the global rank, which wow. I just thought was kind of cool. Um, past past that marker, I've been doing a bit. A little bit of anguish uh, playing around with um, a build that's like all farm gear, but uses a um, celestial bow kind Mm. of inspired by um, a discussion with somebody in our uh, local discord who is talking about doing it with uh, Ultima. And so I was like, well, how, what what is it like if I can crank up the anguish, but just use a celestial weapon in the rest um, the rest farm gear. And that's been kind of interesting. So I'm starting to climb up a little bit more. I think I'm at like 33 anguish. Wow. And it's going pretty well. Um, I'd like to kind of take that up a little bit more. And it was cool because I'd gotten a bow at one point because I thought it would be kind of cool. But I, I originally I was going to be in my um, Zwei spec. And then I realized actually if I'm using an axe or a loot, I get plus 5% damage. And I found that that was really noticeable against the dragons and also really noticeable when you're like trying to make sure that you one shot realm shifters and stuff like with minimal buffs. And I really didn't like losing that for the decks in, in the horde specs. And so I didn't have a good spot where I really wanted to use the bow. And now it's kind of cool that I finally found something. So I think the decks is really, really important for anguish. So I'm excited about that experiment. I've obviously I did a whole shit ton of Riftfall stuff. I just I really like the event um in general. Um but I'm really happy that it's over and I don't have to be in switching back and forth between Zwei and Oracle all the fucking time. Uh that's just a little bit annoying. But um honestly, so at the in the last episode, I had said that I got the uh Beastfeld garb ornate. And I was testing that out. And so that's been one of my big things in the last week has been playing around with this piece of gear. And while I thought it was kind of cool initially, now my opinion is if you are not tier 10 yet, get to tier 10 as fast as possible and see if you can get at least one kill on turned king to get this item. If you can wear a thief chest, I think it's so good you 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 could level up a it, it could potentially be that you just level up a normal one um it 100% replaced my bulwark for my ultima strikes build i found even using ortnite golem or phoenix it, i generally have the berserk up like before i you know before i'm done buffing 
Mm-hmm. And so it's 50% is better than 20% is what That's I hear. That's what that test does is it gives, yeah. uh, it gives your pet berserk uh, and then it gives like it has a little bit of attack on it and like some all right defenses and, and like, it's, it's decent ward. ward. Like it's, is yeah, it it's basically ward? like, yeah, I mean, I think okay. it was a small ward upgrade over the bulwark. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. Bulwark doesn't have much either. And then it also yeah. has like two two slots. But God, those mats are expensive, aren't they? It's like a titanium it's, and Avalon ore. Yeah, it's not a cheap thing Ooh. to upgrade. But I, so then I also tried it in my horde build. Also love it there. And it now means that for my horde builds, like if I'm doing Zwei, I will just stick with the Phoenix. And because okay. the Phoenix will give me, so I don't even have to use the Chimera. Yeah. And I'll just. And then, so then I have DC up like half the time too. This is the same Real buff rate. This is the same buff as uh, uh, the the Berserk Mushroom, right? Uh, no, the Berserk Mushroom is Berserk Two. This gotcha, is the same gotcha. buff that you get from Chimera, which is gotcha, Berserk gotcha. One, which is the fifty percent damage. Okay, but here's the crazier thing: I put it in my Spiked Shield Raid spec. Yeah, even though it's a, I lost like seventy k ward or something. Jeez. Um, it was a might. It's probably not that much, but it was like I went from being in the three hundreds to being at like two hundred and seventy k, something like that ward. But I actively prefer it in my spike shield raid build as well because I'm already using the Phoenix, not the Chimera, in that build. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, this doesn't help Gilgas. But I think even for a deity like Wyvernand, if you use a spike shield build or I feel like a lot of builds, I haven't really tested it with verse that much yet, but uh, yeah, just in general, I think this chest is not so good. Yeah, I could see, I could see that being, I mean, 50% is a bigger number than, uh, than 20% from Bulwark. Well, and I think for Slash, I was playing around with it, doing some horde dungeons as Beowulf Arguer. Yeah. And I mean, plus 50% damage is better than 10% pet stats. You know, like, yeah, I man, it's just it's hard to redline with Berserk. Um, well, I mean, when you're wearing a helmet that makes it deal 25 percent of the damage, it's a little easier to manage. But I, I that's true. trust that I am a noob in the redline department. Um, hey, man, if you've got a solution, I I always I always like hearing about those spicy builds, those broken builds, those ornate opportunities. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm super hyped on this item and I've been using it, uh, using it a ton. Um, Dude, I'll give it a check. It, I'll lock one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially because you could probably end up with a broken one, right? Like I have a broken you do one, enough to fact. save a b- broken for one of your swash builds. You know what? I'm locking it right now. Yeah. I don't use it for tower climbing. Um, but I've used it in a lot of other content. I obviously, I don't use it when I'm full farm gear, but, uh, overall, uh, I'm loving this thing. I think it's real real good but i think that's probably enough rambling from me did you, you name know it? i'm always um no i think uh i had to do the uh the status check by hand so i think it's a 191 so right now it's just beastfeld garb 191 yeah. that's a um, that's a good name for it i mean beastfeld garb is just a cool name right like i kind of you know i, I just don't I don't feel the need to to change it at the moment. Little uh, little little commentary on your uh, on your berserk chest there. Sure. Did you know? Did you know that the Chimera Berserk when it first came out did not affect magic damage? I did not know. 
totally predated my knowledge. But I was actually, I was using it for quite a while before I knew that it affected everything, that it affected pets. Like, yeah, yeah. it used to be just, um, just uh, attack damage and not magic damage. And then, um, because it used to be, I mean, it used to be, it would only, you'd only see the Chimera follower among melee builds. And then they opened it up. I'm surprised more people don't use the Chimera. And I think maybe it's a Gilga thing where it just works so well for Gilga. It's really easy to get used to it and you kind of adjust. But I guess it's also, I I haven't really spent much of any time playing Redline classes. So maybe that's the the difference. And maybe it's the Redline management. I think Phoenix really put Chimera, again, dating myself. um, Chimera used to be one of the pets, especially once they opened it up to Spellcasters. Uh, and then Ashen Phoenix is just so good. And Ashen I know they Phoenix do less so slightly good. different things, but I feel like, you know, everybody was using Ashen Phoenix who used to use Chimera once, once that, once that event came out, however many years, three years ago. I'm seeing a lot of Ashton Phoenix in the Blades of Finesse right now, uh, as we, as we speak. Yeah. It always seemed like the Ashen Phoenix is one of the premier, um, PVP pets, but I just, I feel like listeners, especially if you're a new fresh player, you're hitting tier 10, I would really give the Chimera a shot because even like I'm using the Ashen Phoenix a lot now, but I notice like, cause I've been using the Chimera so much recently, the Chimera will kill bosses for you. Whereas a lot of the time the Ashen Phoenix will have smaller hitting attacks or it's fire specific stuff. So there are more things are immune to it, but man, Chimera, when you're fully buffed, Chimera will also just, you're like, oh, I miss. And then my pet just fucking kills them. You're going to love the bunny, dude. You're going to love the bunny. <laughs> I have screenshots of it doing 2 million damage in a dungeon in farm gear. I'm in farm gear. I'm a Dorito in farm gear. It's beautiful. Well, we should we should move on to our main topic because we need to get Codex Appendant. Wyvern Hand, this is why we have you on, man. All right. I'm ready to go. But codexing is, if you click, uh, you can see the monsters. If you click on the word codex, uh, you can see their stats. It'll have, like, all the spells they'll have, uh, what items they drop, uh, what they're immune to, what they're resistant to. Uh, but you won't you won't know until you find out, right? You won't find out that they're weak to fire until you cast a fire spell on them. You won't find out that they're immune to burning until you try to burn them. Uh, that's that's the fun part of it, right? Is finding these these kind of rare monsters and checking off all of those boxes. And uh, guys, help me out. It turns does it turn gold when you get it codexed? Yes, it turns Beautiful. gold when you get it codexed. The the uh, the name um, the boss's name or or mob's name or raid boss's n- name turns gold when you finish the codex. Glorious. And I just also, learned that this week. <laughs> when you when you click on the mob, uh, the word codex under the battle button also turns gold. So yep. you can see that at a glance. Oh, this is a mob or this is a boss that I have not codexed. That's I fancy. need to click on him and enter this battle and finish my job. So listeners, what Slash was trying to say is the gist is, is completing that kind of information on the boss, when you have fully gotten all of it, you have seen every item that drops, every immunity that it has, every it's used all of its spells, every single slot is filled, there's no question marks, that is when you have 
codexed it. And that's when one of uh, Wyvern Hand's pets get wings is every time something gets codexed. That's, <laughs> that's a fact. Um, but Some of my favorite pets have wings. <laughs> true. Um, so, um, Wyvern Hand, I was just kind of curious, what made you get into codexing this kind of hardcore and made it like one of the goals for your character? I don't know. Um I the when Codex was first introduced there was an achievement in game for codexing 400 entries. And at that time I want to say there was like 406 different mobs available in game. And so you pretty much had to find all of them with very very few exceptions. And I don't know. I it seemed like it was a very achievable achievement but not like so ridiculous like win 10,000 or 100,000 PVP battles, which despite having played for five years, I still am not even close to (laughs) at all. (laughs) So um, I don't know. It just kind of drew me to it. And uh, so I started goofing around with it. And then once I started, you know, once you, once you start it, then, you know, then it kind of becomes a compulsion I think that's why I'm not getting started on it. Well, I mean, obviously I'm started, <laughs> but like I'm worried that once I start down the path, then I will be like you and it'll be a fixation. And uh, I'm trying to avoid that for the time being, but come on, it, come on. it definitely seems hard. So respect. So just Wyvernhand, what, uh, just how close are you to being fully codexed? Like if you go into codex, what's the number in the top left there? Do you know how many you're missing? I see 724. Holy egg rolly. <laughs> so, um... God, I'm probably like 10. There's only <laughs> two that I know of that I'm missing. And then because of um, minor laziness issues, uh, I don't have the uh, Great Anguish Raid Boss Codex. Um, if you've seen that, there's almost two full pages of statuses that he's immune to. And I'll go through a few of those later. Um... I didn't have them when I first dropped that raid and started goofing off with it, and I haven't dropped one since. I do have the scrolls. I just haven't actually sat down to do the work. Link sees um, a bucket of work. He's a bucket of work, dude. And then uh, the only other thing that I'm missing is there was a... Back in the summer of 2020, uh, the first Odie's first foray into a seasonal or a monthly content that wasn't a raid boss way back in the day was a summer event. I believe it was in either July or August, and it had a tier five boss that would spawn named Pyre, and he dropped a candle staff and a candle stick, I think or Candle Spear, and he has never, ever shown his head again. I have everything codexed on him but one skill. I actually was lucky enough, I was out hiking with my girlfriend, and I found one in the woods that must have spawned, and nobody had cleared it. Wow. Now we know why you go hiking. Yeah, I gotta find those rare mobs. Yeah, Candle Pike and Candle Staff are his drops, uh, which I believe... Those are quest items now, aren't they? Yeah. Sounds I think right. those, that's view distance gear, right? Yeah. 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 So, so I'm missing one ability from him. I remember I was out there, I was hiking, I didn't have... 
if I was smart, I would have dropped um, I would have dropped a outpost, and I would have dismissed my pet because if you've ever tried to do codexing, pets will uh-huh. oftentimes be more of a hindrance, murder than a kill your dude benefit. Yeah. Because they will, especially if you're a tier 10 player with a couple of ascension levels um, and you're trying to codex a tier 6 mob, um, it will one-shot it and you will be sad and you'll have to find another one. And sometimes another one doesn't exist in the whole game. <laughs> so when, uh, when I had to do that, uh, I was held back for quite a while on the main quest chain because of the codexing the enlightened, that part of it. Uh, I was like, where do you even find these guys? Because I didn't ever do normal dungeons. I was always doing boss dungeons. So it hadn't even really occurred to me that they only show up in a specific kind of dungeon. And then I was trying to do them, and then my pet was killing them. So eventually I just actually switched back to the OG uh, Wisp, like the first Wisp, because that guy doesn't attack. And so I would switch to him for those dungeons. That's that's, that's a good tip. If you don't want to completely dismiss a pet, the the Wisp will... uh... Yeah, not the Twilight Wisp. You have to switch to like the right. Pure Four Wisp because that one doesn't attack. At least then, because the main thing is you have to let those guys use their spells, right? And so you have to just like yeah. sit there and be like, defend, defend, defend. Yeah, and some of them just don't want to. Yeah, you're like, uh, sitting there forever. You know, Please stop using Mighty Charge. I do not want you to kill yourself. <laughs> Can I heal this guy? Um, Dear Medea. It would be oh, delightful if you stopped casting Divine Bastion when you have <laughs> 350 ward turns. Oh, you want her to stop casting Divine Bastion? Just cast Ultima. She'll immediately cast Reflect. <laughs> <laughs> this is also true. Facts. Um, so, yeah. So, that's um, that's an ink. I've even gotten... I was talking to... I was talking to Coven. There was, there was even a super secret fishing worm mob... That what? you can only you can only pull while fishing, and it has a codex entry, and wow. I have that. Um, there's a few other that are that are definitely low low spawning chances, and I think I have most of them. What was your number again? Seven seven twenty four. Holy hell, Omnis! What's what do you got? I have 316, which is higher than I thought it would be. That's not too bad. I got 518. I'd like that we're all separated by about 200. It has to do with proportionally how long we've played the game. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's probably exactly it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, um, probably the easiest place to start is if someone's trying to tackle codexing, um, one of the first things and probably the easiest is like, you've got to get them to drop all of their items. You got to do them enough time to get the drops. Uh-huh. Do you have any specific tips as far as getting drops? Is it just wear luck gear or what, what, what are your strategies? Oh, luck gear helps when you're in, um, when you're fighting like mobs and bosses, uh, for raids, just got to, Cross your fingers. Uh, do higher proportion of damage. Uh, the more damage you do, the more potential rolls at drops you get. So that's... And then, of course, you know, just the attrition of numbers. You know, if you kill the boss once, you get some of them drops. But if you kill the boss 100 times, you're pretty much guaranteed all the drops. And you don't have to do 100. You know, uh, especially a lot of, like, the the the... The limited content, like uh, during the Orniversary, when um, when the raids, the the Outer Realms raids happened, 
Um, I did my 10 times damage as you, as you ought when you do those. And that was enough. 10 times was enough to get all the drops to complete the codex for Odie. And do you have any feelings on, cause obviously a legendary drop doesn't, reach its like maximum potential for it to drop on 50% damage, but more tries is also useful. So if you're in a situation where maybe you get 10 Beastfeld scrolls and your buddy has 10 Beastfeld scrolls, are you more in the camp of do all 10 yourself or make a deal with your buddy that he can do 50% damage to yours if you can do 15, 50% damage to his? I think statistically you have a higher chance of uh, with 20 rolls that are slightly less good. And I don't know, you know, again, I don't have a good feel for what the, uh, what the thresholds are. The last I remember hearing was 40% was, uh, was there was diminishing returns beyond 40% as a threshold. No, that's, I could what I, be, that's what I've heard I, as well. I could be wrong on that, but there's diminishing returns. So the curve falls off as far as uh, drops per clear when you go beyond 40%. I, you know, I seem to remember that there were certain drops specifically that you wanted to do over 50% of the boss's health to get them to drop. Yeah, I remember way back when we were starting to farm uh, like the, the third symbol, third horseman symbols. Uh-huh. You know, it was common common practice to try to get like a hundred to a hundred and twenty percent of the damage, and even then, still sometimes they wouldn't drop those stupid symbols. So that was, you know, I was going to ask the same uh, the same question of you, Wyvernhand. Uh, was is it is it better for me to do them myself or to get my mate and to to split them? I would I would venture to guess splitting them. Okay. Seems if you do if you do ten at a hundred percent versus twenty at fifty percent, I think you get uh, overall will get more rolls at more drops. But that's I don't have data to back that up. I'm just plus maybe the real loot is the friends we make along the way. Aww, aww. I'm gonna name my celestial loot slash Mito. <laughs> <laughs> the celestial right. loot we find along the way. Slash, you want to do the next question? I uh, I would uh, I would love to. <clears throat> uh, women, when it when it comes to immunities, what are your key spells and items? Are- uh, so there's the so there's three parts of a codex entry. There's there's uh, elemental resistances and immunities. Uh-huh. There's drops, and then there's status immunities. For elemental resistances, the gold tier on that is Ultima. Oh yeah, Ultima. Ultima and Ultima strikes—they check everything. If you hit, if you hit a guy one time with one spell with Ultima, you'll check every single box except physical. And there's only a few of those physical resistant or immune mobs out there. Why? But, why Ultima? Why not? Uh, why not one of the Omnimancer, uh, like the Tier Nine Celestial Omnimancer abilities, uh, Omni Blast or Omni Blasta? It's just the same thing, but one turn faster, right? Because I'm uh, Ultima's. Yeah, I mean that would work too. I just, I guess, I never really played around with those spells. Hey, maybe I just learned something. Kids these days with their newfangled (laughs) Omniblaster. Okay, Wyvern, you just got to realize that Slash has been trying to find a reason to use Omniblaster forever, and so you've just made his dreams come true. But that spell finally has a use. <laughs> so yeah, so for elemental resistances, Omni Omnimancy, Omnimancy is the way to go. Um, 
if you don't have access to Omnimancy because you are not tier 10 um, or, 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 or otherwise just don't have those spells, um, you know, the old, good old fashioned having a couple of different spells on your bar. Um, and in this case, um, you know, not all classes are created equally as far as bar space goes. We learned that, you know, we learned in the last one of the last episodes that, you know, summoners, you know, don't have a lot of spells rogue classes don't tend to have a lot of spells. I was very lucky in that I spent most of my life as a deity magi, so I had slots for days. I think I had 24 spell slots. That's unholy. And so, yes, I had Ember Strikes on my bar, but I also had uh, Terra Strikes, and I also had um, oh gosh, all the other ones. I had all eight elements, uh, all eight of the tier 10, um, the, so, the, the, the strikes, uh, spells on my bar because I had 24 slots and I could. <laughs> so the, another shout out to what slash was saying, Omni blast, even though you have to get it from the celestial class, but I mean, it's only 1,800 sky shards that does give you ability to use either Omni blast or Omni blaster or tier nine. And so that would give people access to that easier tool potentially like before they even hit tier 10. Yeah. It might be easier. might be easier to spend those sky shards than to get to two. What is it? 240 for ultimate? It's, yeah. It's only five levels difference because you don't get those spells until 220. 245 oh, for ultimate. Yeah. Is it two, 245? I thought it was ultimate two. Or was 250 that for ultimate two. 245 Holy. for ultimate. Holy no, I thought it was smoke. 245 for Ultima Strikes and 240 for Ultima. This is no, a totally pointless conversation. <laughs> and now we look it up. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Ultima also has a boon. He's of... right. 245 for Ultima and two Ultima 2 at 250. Where did it go? Okay. So strikes and Ultima both come at 245. Cool. So going into the second part of this is the status immunity. Ultima actually also double dips with a chance to proc... Uh, what seven, six different status conditions? It can do uh, burn, uh, frozen, rot, uh, paralyze, which are the four elemental ones. It can also do blind and sleep, which is the uh, light and dark ones. So, uh, if you're checking those off, um, I do a lot of rating with Ultima. I don't usually even bother using the other abilities until after I've hit the boss three or four times when I'm trying to codex it, mm-hmm. because sometimes you just get them just because, but that's because I raid with Ultima. And uh, so that's kind of one of the dude. Ultima's a goat. They named it that for a reason, right? Like <laughs> It should be, should be goat. I just realized uh, maybe, I don't know if you use this trick or not, but I was just thinking, well, don't you have some risk of Ultima killing stuff? And then I was like, you could use gate of gunner right to uh. lower your mag- like your your spell damage so ultima doesn't kill them you could i mean ultimately ultimately the, <laughs> the a better ultima. chance you know would be to do some passive like session where if it's not a raid boss do some passive session where you're just trying to get all of the enemy to uh cast all of its spells and then kill it with ultima uh, and that'll that'll get most of your codex entry on its own. Um, it helps if you shout "boom headshot." <laughs> <laughs> so, boom. as far as the other statuses go, um, 
as far as the other has statuses go, um, I also like, uh, the, I found when I was early in my codexing, uh, I used a lot of Arcanus and the Lost Strikes spell. They deal arcane damage. Arcane uh, abilities also have a chance to proc those same six abilities. Oh, good shout. So if you're just goofing off in the game and um, killing raid, killing world mobs. If you're not uh, 245, you're just goofing off. <laughs> yeah. Um, arcane, uh, and then... Um, you know, like uh, like uh, the poster mentioned earlier about having a weapon that has uh, a bunch of gems in it that can proc a lot of those abilities. Uh, Eyes of Kerberos are pretty good. Um, there's a couple of uh, the Naganin slash help me out on this. Naganin oh, yeah, the drops spores? a couple of adornments, the Spore? spores. Yeah. Yep. And they can cause more than a couple of different status conditions Sleep, as well. Blight, and Poisoned. Sleep, light, and poison. So, so yeah. So those are good ones. Um, and then you know, of course, there. You know, if you uh, if you've leveled up through the through the levels, uh, if you've gotten one of the tier eight or tier nine god classes, they give access to uh, your element's basic spell that only causes the status effect and does not cause and. Those are those spells are great because they have no chance to kill, almost no chance to kill. Obviously, burn can tick a, a mob down to death uh, if you're lucky or unlucky, depending on okay. how you see that. Um, same thing with rot, but those are really nice spells for codexing because they do not cause immediate death. So if you're trying to make sure you found a mob that you're trying to codex without accidentally killing it, like a very scary skeleton or something like that. And then uh, I'll run down a quick list, uh, if I got a minute, to talk about some of the other best options. First of all, quick note on summoners. Uh, Summons do not trigger codex. So if your summon does a frost spell and the, immuni- the the boss is resistant to frost, it will not check the codex. And if your pet casts petrify and the pet the the boss is immune to petrify, it will not trigger the codex. Well, you just said pets this time. Are you talking about? But you're just talking about. When- no summons. summons. Yeah. Okay. Summons. Sorry. Because like, wait a minute, isn't that how I petrified the dragons? No, no, was... no. Summons. Summons do not trigger. So feel bad for all the summoners uh, who want a codex. I, I don't, don't have to feel little... bad for them. I love. I love you as listeners. <laughs> I, I don't feel bad. But uh, followers, on the other hand, are, are pets, as we colloquially call them, do actually trigger. And lots of pets are the best way to trigger a lot of these immunity codexes. So, um, going down the list, uh, bleed, uh, bleed is a fairly easy one. I like coup de gras as, uh, my bleed trigger. Yes. It's three rounds, which is, you know, kind of sad, but it's a hundred percent chance to trigger. Hey, you're, you're waiting for them to use spells too, right? So you've got to burn through some activations. Well, there's very few things that are fragile that you can one shot and are immune to bleed. I think there's a few like skeleton mobs that are immune to bleeding, which thematically makes sense, uh, but most things that are immune to bleeding are raid bosses, and you can just you can just whack them. You can just whack them. So uh, so bleed is a it's a fairly easy one to get. There's a couple other spells that do bleed, but I like coup de gras because it's a hundred percent chance to bleed every time. That's a good shot. I wouldn't have thought of that one. 
Yeah, a little less common for codexing windswept. Uh, if you get the Beastfeld uh, boss, he is immune to windswept. Uh, the only place I know to get that is from either the Griffin or Mighty Griffin pet. Uh, I could be wrong. I've, I I have not explored these 100%. Oftentimes weapon, when I find Griffin something, bow. I use it. Yeah, the Griffin bow will do windswept as, a, as an effect off of it, but you, you'd have to be holding that item and making attacks. I, okay. I like to so when this question comes up, I like to go on to uh on to good old Dicksword on a Discord and uh I'll go into a channel that uh Rarbot is listening to and if you just type uh exclamation mark causes and then the name of the, the status, so like bleeding or windswept or T mag minus or T A T T plus, uh it'll it'll tell you uh what causes it. Uh, or what what gives it? I guess the temporary attack plus would be what what gives that. But yeah, good 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 comment. Yes, always consult the 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 RAR bot when when uh, codexing or the or your preferred uh, place. I know uh, the what is it the uh, the there's a couple of websites that have codex entries. Some of them are more complete than others. All right. So moving down the list, we got status. Uh, two best places to get status. Uh, stasis, sorry, not status, stasis. Uh, Amadon's Wand from the Mischievous Clericons uh, event. Uh, any quality will do, um, but it's an offhand, and it allows you to cast Lacunus, and Lacunus has a chance to cast to, to cause stasis. Otherwise, if you had if you did not have access to that event or did not uh, remember to keep one, regardless of quality, uh, Chronomancer will also give you access to the Lacuna spell, and I believe Time Mage also gives you access to the Stasis ability uh, for a lower tier. But Chronomancer definitely does. Uh, another really rare one, uh, Drenched. Drenched is a uh, it's a wet condition. Um, the most common way you'll ever see drenched is if you're attacking mobs during the rain. Um, the, when when it's raining in Orna, not in real life, otherwise uh, in the Pacific Northwest, everything would be drenched all the time. If it costs, if it happens naturally, will it will it proc on your codex? I have no idea. Oh, that's a good question. Well, you couldn't test it with drenched, but you could test it with like Frozen. burning. If yeah. you if it was like the sun was out. Oh yeah, I, it would it would be similar. Or you could just have a you could just have slash whisper to it. Really nice things. And then we find or out if it gets drenched. If it's a twilight event, uh, when the Docklefar come out, um, a lot of times mobs will start slept. And if you found a boss that was immune to sleep and you fought him, I don't know if that would codex it or not. Listeners, <laughs> listeners, you that, have uh, a mission. You have a mission. So regardless of army. that, uh, the drench condition, one of the things that I found that works best to give it is the bag of tricks from the oh, Halloween, from Halloween event. Oh, man. So all, or all hollows. So the bag of tricks is a, it's an offhand. Um, it does nothing other than uh, cause a bunch of status effects to be added to all of your attacks. So is there, and it does literally everything. Do you keep an ornate bag of tricks? Just I, ha- I have an ornate bag of tricks just for the slash flex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Is there anything that's not, cause that's an event item. Is there any non event way to apply drenched? 
I don't know. Ask Rarbot, but I'm I'm not familiar with any. I found my I found my trick that works, and I it works. My tricks, my bag of tricks. Uh, it says Arisen Witches Scroll, Bag of Tricks, and Witches Scroll. Oh, there oh, you witches go. Scroll. Yeah, Witches Scroll. Yeah, so from the Tier 6 Carmen and the Tier 9 Arisen Carmen, that would work too. Yeah, you can find her in Towers. Uh, all right, yeah, that's a good that's a good way to do it. Nice. Uh, next on my list is Petrified. Uh, Cockatrice are a, a solid option for Petrified. Uh, they also cast Miasma, which is nice for Poison and Blight. I liked I liked the gargoyle. He's like a tier like three pet, but he's a tier three pet, so he doesn't he won't kill nobody. <laughs> I use the gargoyle during worm hunt, and yeah, and then there's also a stone dagger and a risen stone dagger from Carmen, uh, the drop from said gargoyle. There's a there's a caster version of that too, isn't there? Uh, Wyvern hand the 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 gorgon staff. Yeah, yeah, dude. It causes petrified. Nice. Um, another really super ultra rare one. I think I, I think I've only encountered two mobs that are immune to lion's mark. And one of them was the anguish, um, the great anguish. And the other one is, uh, Linkus. And the only way that I've found that causes that is the lindworm, which is an event pet from the Menelaus. Gotta, gotta have that pet. But it's the only thing. And that actually, that was one of the things that made me st- uh, go ahead and kill my great anguishes instead of keeping them around for codexing was I was like, I did not have a lindworm, so I could not do lion's mark. And so I kind of got discouraged with it and I just killed it. Um, and I haven't actually, and now I have a lindworm. One showed up, I think, during the Christmas event in one of my best series and uh so i picked it up but i haven't actually gone back and yeah that is that is the only <coughs> only way known to rarbot <laughs> well if it's not on rarbot nobody else has it if it ain't on rarbot it ain't not got <laughs> <laughs> um so that's all of the named status effects uh there's also a bunch of like uh stat buffs and debuffs the temporary attack up magic up res up or uh, sorry down the quick and dirty way to do that is sword play just do a couple of sword even if you're a caster do sword play most of those most of those conditions are only on raids and so you can bring sword play you can sword play with your with your caster stick and spam it about three or four times and you should get most of them marked down is it is it worth it to use like a sword play two or three do you get a better chance of applying no. i think it's the same right yeah they're, they're all 30 percent of each uh, each status it says that right in the tooltip. well and now there's the manticore item where you could give sword play to your pet oh there you go yeah. oh we're, we're so, bringing the linkus back bringing the linkus back the linkus to the past so then there's T-Dex Down, which is a, another one that's relatively rare. Um, again, I think only two mobs, the same two mobs, the Linkus and the... And I actually had to, I actually had to ask Slash on this one. Um, and I think Slash probably asked Rarbot, which I probably could have done myself, but I'm a king. Yeah, I was going to say, please, please turn that into you're a king reference and you're, you're you know... Your small council needs to do some work. Delegate, right? It's yeah, not. Delegate. It's not. It's not lazy. It's called delegating. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, but the Bob Katha, which is the bow from Morrigan or Arisen Morrigan, 
will apply that. Um, right. Yeah. So do you just do you just have a Bob Katha that you uh, that you just slapped a, a whetstone, a fine whetstone on, and went, yeah, that's good enough? No, no, no. So back when the when when back in my day, back when television was black and white, when Arisen Morgan first came to town, the very, 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 very first time when she came to town, it was like November event in. I want to say it was like three years ago, 2021. Um, I raided her really hard. And I actually, I got a, I got like a 199 Arisen Bob Katha. I got like a 198 Crow Song, Arisen Faye Crow Song. Gorgeous. Literally the most rare, perfect thing. I never use it, but I have one. And I spent so much Greater Soul... Uh, Ascension wasn't out then, so I didn't know to save Greater Souls. So I, I actually burned almost all the Greater Souls I had at the time. Blacksmithing. Blacksmith. So I've got some I've got some pretty uh, pretty fancy uh, gear I'm going to get a wear. 200% of that eventually, and then I'm yeah. going to have to level it up. What a, care, yeah. what a carefree life the Orna Boomers had. Orna yeah. Boomers, yeah. So Bob Katha is a is a good source of that. Um, the next ones are a little more common. Uh, T Def Down, T Def Double Down, and T Res Double Down. Uh, my go to for those are Assassin's Jewels and Heretics Jewels. I have an old like I remember I have a, I have like a Destiny that I leveled up and Godforged. That's a weapon adornment, right? Yeah, it's a weapon yeah. adornment. So I have a destiny that I leveled up and 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 quickly grew out of, and uh, so it was just sitting there collecting dust. And I was like, I could destroy this or sell it, and or I could just pump it full of assassin's jewels and heretics jewels. And so I popped that on every once in a while for uh, trying to trigger those. Back, so I started playing back when roads were dirt as well. Uh, but to this day, I do not know the answer to this question. So, listeners, you can laugh at me if you want to, but I'm going to ask anyway. Uh, so, it's T Def and T Res down. Uh, Double down is is Def is obviously defense. Um, yeah, but Res is it resilience or is it resistance? Resist. Resistance. Resistance, not resilience. All right. Okay, I'm good with that. <laughs> Thanks for humoring me. <laughs> Don't worry, we're we're very resilient on this cast. <laughs> All right. Um. So then, the opposite of T Def Down Double Down and T Res Double Down is T Attack Double Down and T Madge Double Down. And don't forget, if you're talking to Rarbot, attack is abbreviated to ATT, not ATK, no matter how much you want it to be ATK. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That may be a slash veto only thing, but boy, do I want it to be ATK. That just means you're at the keyboard. I Yeah, I suppose <laughs> that it checks out. <laughs> so uh, forbid and rebuke are two skills that cause those. Uh, rebuke is an inquisitor-only skill for some reason, whereas forbid is a general skill. But actually a really good source for that is Arisen Mammon's Teardrop, which I personally like. It's one of my favorite um, adornments I use those because a it lot. gives 2% ward, 1% crit, and then causes a whole bunch of status effects. <laughs> So uh, two of which are those uh, attack double down and magic double down. That's the uh, so. the offhand weapon adornment, right? Or yes, the offhand weapon non, adornment. Yes, non-celestial. Non non-celestial. <laughs> so. hey, at tier nine, I use those a lot. Those were rock star adornments. Yeah, I think I want to say my uh, my questing staves are like 
four blackened eyes and three and three of the uh, arisen jewels. You get seven slots in your questing weapons. I'm teasing you. It's six. It's six. Or, or is it six? It's oh, it's six. So you have so like three. three. Maybe it's. I think one is four and two, and the other one's three and three. So, but yeah, I use those a lot for in uh, in my questing stuff because I like the the ward. A little bit of crit helps, and uh, the statuses for codexing and whatnot. Every once in a while, you'll hit a you'll hit a, a risen realm shifter, and it'll get like attack double down, and you'll be like, "Ha! <laughs> Fuck you, realm shifter! Come at me, bro!" And then resistance, defense, attack, magic down. Um, there's four spells: outwill, exploit, threaten, and mute. Uh, which each cast those if you want to save on spell slots. Honorable mention goes to Omni Strike. Omni Strike can cause all of those. Uh, there's also a few other things that cause them, but Omni, you know, Omni Strike. I think the whole Omni Strike line causes them. So one, two, three, and strikes. Uh, and then going back into the rarity, uh, defense double down is the Warhorse. Anything that casts onslaught, which I believe is just the Warhorse. I don't think the Pegasus has onslaught. There's a one of the one of the Avalon Kingdom pets does onslaught as well. Okay. And then yep. I think one of the Gal like maybe it's like Colossus or something. There's a few pets that do, but yeah, it's not common. Warhorse is a tier six. It's very very approachable, very easy to get, um, very easy to swap out in a raid. Do a yeah. do a raid. Do a, I like to do a raid with a warhorse and like a you know and a, a, a one weapon that causes a bunch of uh, codex conditions. Then I'll leave. I'll come back, grab my banshee, which does whale for resistance double down. Uh, do another couple attacks. Uh, leave. Uh, bring in my cockatrice to get petrify and miasma. Uh, bring switch my weapon out, maybe pull out the bag of tricks, uh, try to proc some some conditions, leave, bring in the griffin to get windswept, mess around with that for a little bit, maybe switch weapons again. So there's there's a there's a little bit of shenanigans, especially with some of these high immunity raids like Great Anguish that you have to makes multiple attempts most mobs don't have that kind of craziness to them yeah that's a lot of boxes to check off yeah a lot of boxes to check and then uh, actually the last one that i have on my list is death triple down which is only accessible from the assassin spec assassin spec is pretty good but the uh, a little bit of a shout out to assassin spec is it increases your chance to proc status conditions so if you are an assassin that makes all of your uh yeah it cre- status effects. It increases it by like 80 90%. It's a massive boost. Yeah, it's the it's the unsteadfast and then some. It's yeah. 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 So, <laughs> if you do a lot of codexing, assassin can can help especially if you're raiding. Yeah, doing the raid codexing. For for random world mob codexing, it's kind of overkill, but shout out to assassin for having the word ass in it twice. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh God bless you, Slash. All right, and that's that's all the statuses. That was a big okay. long list. I hope people got yeah. stuff out of that. That was a big big long list. But there's, like I said, there's a lot of statuses that. I mean, that's the that's the challenge of this thing, right? And that's the. I remember Worm Hunt rolled around. And I'm like, how the fuck do I do? Like, I I had to start googling and how do I petrify here? <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, one of the other weird things, right? Because this is. 
obviously we've already talked about it a little bit, but there are monsters that it can be hard to get them to use particular spells. Do you have any special tips for you, how you go about this? And are there any specific situations that you wanted to call out? So the most annoying ones are like mend ward or heals. The heals aren't too, too bad. Um, Again, dismiss your pet. Uh, Like the, the, the dark slime has a heal. That's when I remember. The Dark Slime has a heal. The Dark Slime has like 270 hit points or (laughs) something, you know. And so like looking at it funny as a tier 10 is enough to cause it to keal over. I use status effects to get it to heal. I just yep. let burn. Uh, so tick. that's what I was gonna say is is drop burn and rot uh-huh. on it. Um, Ooh, I did one the, at a time. The, I didn't want those, it to die. <laughs> uh, yeah, the god spells burn and rot. Um, I was just thinking maybe that's part of the reason why they put why Odie put dark slime in towers is so you'd have a slightly higher level one that might not be potentially so easy for you to just swat the good Odie so, give us. So, I mean, and then you know if you if you're if you're a caster. Uh, equip a melee weapon and like cast Gollum's Fortitude to give you the attack down. You can also good call on the uh, Gate or Snatra. The, um, the yeah, use Gate of Snatra or Gate of Gunner or Gate of Air uh, or Gate of uh, Kara. Yeah, or those. Yep, will also lower your attack. Uh, if you're a caster, um, you can use the attack action with your staff and give them a good whack. Although depending on your ascension level, that might be too fatal I fancy a good for whack. some of the really low level mobs. Maybe um, even I use uh, and one of, of the amities that has a reduced simple attack damage. Oh, I didn't think of those. Yeah. That's a good might out. Another, another potential, another potential is just go to a local bestiary and pick up like a level one blue slime and have the, the, the level one slime, just poke it and, and let the level one slime. That poke would be it. an um, on slime. As long as you're not a bio and this blue slime is hitting for 10 K slash. I now want to know what your blue slime <laughs> would hit for you. Okay. Not during this episode, but in the future, next episode, I'm going to ask you about it. But ward, so ward is ward is a bigger problem. Like uh, the Orichalum knights uh, are really annoying. They have like fifteen hundred hit points, and they only have like eight hundred ward when they cast their when they cast Rampart. And so you and you can't just use status burns on them. You actually do have to hit them. And so that's where some of these tricks will help. Is um, you know if you're a caster, use the attack, the basic attack action with a staff. Um, you know, if that proves to be too much, try, you know, you know, there's, there's a few other tricks that you can do to lower, <laughs> lower your out, damage output so that you're not one shotting these poor tier eight, tier six mobs that you're trying to get to cast these spells. So, and then there's some combo abilities. I know we just passed the Phoenix event. Um, Those are cool. The, the Phoenix warriors put the Phoenix markup and then the Phoenix mages would cast the, uh, the Phoenix rising. Yeah, that's such a cool thing. Like the the only thing that's kind of like that is Lion's Mark, right? Right. All right, gentlemen. I think it's time that we get on to a special Codex challenge. I like special. Let's Codex challenge. So first off, because we're all local, we can't do this with every guest. Wyvern Hand, do you want a beer on the line? Sure, I'll I'll put a beer on the line. Okay. All right. So here's how this one's going to work. Um, we're going to do it in kind of a little triangle. And Wyvern, you're going to pick who's going to bet against you and who are you betting against. And so before I tell you what the monster is, 
you get a pick. And so say if you want me betting against you, I'm saying that I have more or less than you. And if you're betting against Slash, then you're saying that you have more or less than Slash. So first step is you get a pick. Who is going to bet against you and who are you betting against? Let's go with Slash to start off with. I've known him longer. So are you betting against him or is Slash betting against you? And if I if I bet against him, I get to pick? Yeah, so if you're betting against him, you're trying to say whether or not you have more or less of this particular monster than him. That's your bet. You're saying... Okay, yes, I will bet against okay, Slash. So then I'm going to bet against you, and then Slash is going to bet against me. And we'll do one beer each direction. Okay. Okay, and so the mo- wow. I'm picking the monster because we're going to do special for the guest. I There's no other option but I, the wife. Yeah, it's got to be the wife. Yeah, it's got to be the wife. <laughs> Okay, so what order do we want to do this in? Do we want to, Wyvern Hand, why don't you do your bet? Before people start looking at their numbers, you go ahead and bet. Do you think you have more or less Wyvern kills than Slash? I'm going to bet that I have more. So so it's Wyvern Hand has more than, than me. I think... Do you think you have more or less than me? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Point, point of order, point of order. Cl- judge, I need a judge. Which wyvern are we referring to? The great wyvern, the sea wyvern, or the poison wyvern? There is no normal... I, w- I guess it's great wyvern, is what I was thinking. But don't look at your number yet. Well, he's already declared. He thinks that he has more than you. So it's okay. fine for him to look at his number. Just don't right. say it. Now, right. Slash, so, you're betting whether you have more or less than me. I think I have more than you. Okay. Well, I, I'm going to say that I think I have less than Wyvern Hand because <laughs> he's so confident. Um, wow. All right. So, uh, Omnis, you got to go first, buddy. You're at the bottom. Okay. So, I've killed 1,691 Wyverns. Holy smokes. Okay. So, me in the middle, uh, I am at 880. <laughs> so, did you, you bet that you had more than me? Yeah, I, I thought that I did. But no, you oh. you smoked me, dude. All right, excellent. More more beers. All right. So, Wyvern Hand, what's yours? Wow. Wow. Oh no. Is the wow. is it upside down? I have one thousand six hundred Ooh. Ooh. and twenty three. Oh what my was god, yours what was on this? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy crap, it's so like, like one thousand six hundred and ninety one. Yeah, you have like Whoa. yeah, you have like seventy more than I do. Holy oh, shit. Wow. Ah, okay. I'm surprised at that because you've only been playing for a year and that's not a boss. I was I was torn as to whether or not I thought I would have more because I did like my tier six was mo- like I went through that whole tier just killing regular monsters, basically. Oh, I see. And it's also just something I will regularly kill just for Dragon Knight. Yeah, I kill it. I like killing dragons. Uh, I do dragon roosts for fun sometimes. Uh, that's why I thought that I was ahead of you. All right. So to summarize for the listeners, Wyvern had, has come out of this unscathed, undefeated. <laughs> and so Slash owes Wyvern Hand a beer and me a beer. And then I owe Wyvern Hand a beer. Man, we should change this from the Codex challenge to the Slash buys you a beer <laughs> challenge. <laughs> yeah. We we all have to do one. We're gonna have to like just pick something where slash is an advantage. I like but, this uh, game. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
All right. Well, did you guys like this? I, I guess it was still a little hard for everyone to grasp that it was a, a triangle of trying to do one bet. It felt awkward now, but once you edit it down, we're going to sound so fucking smart. Yeah, I'll clean it up. It'll... I need all the help I can get to sound smart. Well, Wyvernet, thank you so much for podcasting with us and being our first guest. It was a pleasure. And yeah, uh, I'm thankful for the day that you showed up to one of our meetups. And I got the pleasure of meeting you in person and now working with you. So thank you. Well, I appreciate that you were making the the meetup so welcoming. And in general, I think you probably had a big role in just like making the Pacific Northwest uh, Discord just a very welcoming place because I learned a lot from you guys. Oh, yeah. Wyvernhand and the Doria have uh, have they're really the, <laughs> the spackle that holds this community together. Listeners, this is going to be a good time to wrap up the 12th, 12th episode. I think it's the 12th episode. I'm out um, of fingers. Yeah. The wrapping up, the 12th episode, and I will just say the most OP thing that you can do in the ordination is... I'm going to be mad. ...to to get the Anguish Codex before Wyvern Hand. (laughs) Oh! Challenge! 